0: Tim Tim do your thing
1: Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius There was an age undreamed of and don't do this mass movement destined to bear the jeweled crown of geekdom upon its troubled brow. It is we, Mass Movement's chroniclers, who alone can tell thee of its saga. Let us tell you of the days of geek adventure.
0: everybody welcome to episode number 59 of mass movement presents sponsored by engineer records uh hope you enjoyed the last show uh we certainly did we had a laugh and hope you did so if you did remember to give us a like or a follow or follow out a like check out the we'll website send Chris pictures. <laughs> go to massmovement.co.uk. send us some love there um <laughs> <Jesus. Send us laughs> oh yeah we're already on right? <laughs> <laughs> might have the gut, will you Oh, what's that? Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, my mind is permanently in the gutter.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, okay, this episode, we're going to be looking at... The uh, this yeah, new book, right?
1: <laughs> Let me just say, Chris, from yourself, uh, we're going to be looking at the new book about the subhumans. And ironically, um, Blue Book, a uh, comic book from Dark Horse, which is based on the famous
0: Project Blue Book. Absolutely. Most UFO fans will know. Yep,
1: the transporter franchise.
0: Uh, we're going to look, we look at uh, Doctor Who. Am I, which is on uh, Amazon Prime and BritBox. Which ironically sounds like a porno film. The <laughs> <scientists>. <laughs> and the ninth, then that nineties show. Obviously, I've never seen a single episode of. No? Uh, the sequel to that seventies show and that eighties show, but that eighties <laughs> show was. West, yeah, yeah, never seen that seventies no, show. No, mate. My God. Yeah. And uh, one of Tim's favourites, The Forged in Fire. And, uh, for those who know, mass movement is actually 25 years old this year. Yeah, so, uh, we're going to be, the first thing we're going to be doing is diving into that. But first of all, we're going to talk about uh, Ian Glasper's new book, based on the uh, the subhumans. It's out on Earth Island Books. It's called Silence is No Reaction, 40 Years of Subhumans.
1: Just book, okay. Just book, okay.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Glasper is the master of UK hardcore punk. Yeah. He is uh, an encyclopedia of knowledge and... I can't wait for this, to see what his take on the Subhumans. So, like, when you say he's
1: the master, I always... I've got image of him for like, like Emperor
0: Palpatine, like, like on the, the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I what? am the master, you are all by my apprentices. What should I do next? You need to Subhumans. Subhumans. I think he's um, a pretty... <clears throat> I think I'm right in saying these are one of his favourite bands.
1: Yeah, he's a massive fan of the
0: band. Yeah. But, um, so this should, I mean, his writing on all bands are good anyway. Mm. He's good anyway. So, this should be, especially be a good read.
1: So I'm going to make a dreadful confession right now. I'm not going to read this book. Why? Because I don't like the subhumans. Don't I, don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't I really don't like the subhumans. I don't like the subfish either. I, I just can't. They just don't tell me. No. I like the Canadian subhumans. I don't like the UK subhumans. They just they just never, ever meant anything to me whatsoever. Okay. At all.
0: Why is that? I wonder what that is, though.
1: I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't, you know, because I mean, be like. On paper,
0: I should love the band. Yeah. But, no. It's weird how that works, isn't it? Sometimes, like, there's a hardcore band or, or, or just a band in general. Yeah,
1: it's like The Descendants. <laughs> I just don't get The
2: Descendants.
0: Yeah, it yeah. They don't work for me
1: at all. Yeah. For some reason. I, I couldn't quantify it or explain what it is. They just don't work. for the subhumans. I, I don't get it. I don't get the love for the bands. I will not pick and say, oh, are you going to come see the
0: subhumans? I do. Nope. <laughs> nope. I heard that. Too. What classic bands do I like? Uh, do Um... I like. That. See, I like us to do. Uh, fugazi. No. Fugazi
1: can be hard work. Yeah. Especially if you come if you're coming from hardcore. Like oh, I love minor threat. Yeah. And then from minor threat to
0: fugazi is a massive sort of leap. And um, like some some heavier bands, sort of later bands, like uh Earth Crisis. Nope. I was I enjoyed their first all right, so EP it's and album. It's all right.
1: Um, but it all became much more muchness You know, all that the sort of chest
0: beating bollocks. Yeah. Mm. Um, this is fun. We should have done this. We'll start <laughs> <laughs> bands. We should like, but don't. Hold,
1: we'll, do, we'll, do, what, we'll do a special on that. Like next, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. At the moment, we're
0: supposed to be talking about Ian's. <laughs> we are. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the subject matter. Yeah. So yeah, Ian Glassberg. His his output is is amazing. And he's a good writer too. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. So what's he done? He's in the terrorized books, which were. um it's, We've done all those books
1: about the UK hardcore, yeah. and the UK punk scene. I just wish he'd break out that horror novel that he wrote years and years and years ago and he's never shown to anybody. That's right. I remember you saying about this. yeah, He yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: mentioned this as well, yeah. yeah.
1: And he probably cursed my name when I told you that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Get on it in, we want to hear it. So, um yeah, so, you hear I'm going to hear your book. Uh oh, Helic you, d- you, you This is second monster. coffee. You're mongolated. This is second coffee, I'm I'm gone. Yeah. We need to just cancel this podcast and start again. No, keep going.
1: <laughs> push through, push through, push through. <laughs> push through, damn it. Terrible, Eastern
2: European shopping.
0: <laughs> push through. So it's on pre-order now. I dare say it's out uh, properly by the time you hear this podcast. Um, go to Earth Island Books um, to check it out. And
1: it's called Silence is No Reaction, 40 years of
0: humans. Yeah, we've seen it. It's out of the printers. we've seen. There. David has been providing, Annie and himself have been yeah. providing updates of... Uh, it's Co And that was all based on a series
1: of ma- massive series of interviews that you know, Ian did with Dick Loopers. So, okay. Um, you know, factually, it's going to be as accurate as it ever could possibly be, as anything could possibly be. Yeah. And it's just going to be a good read. And you know, if if you like the subhumans, my problem is I don't like the subhumans. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why I'm
0: not going to read it. He's absolutely cataloging the scene, though, isn't he? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, future generations are going to have so much uh stuff to look at. Yeah. You know, he's so in depth with his writing. Um, doesn't miss a tr- doesn't miss a trick
1: well I'm just wondering like if there'll be a place called Glassland one day like we yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know we're like maybe 80s, just separate the different parts yeah so you've got like core land, you know <laughs> go on the subhuman slide yeah you know, <laughs> core of Google so you're like, have you two could be all filthy and dirty not shower for days
0: it's not like this hang on here because I enjoyed them, um, the scene that would not die as well, which was no, all about. Is a, uh... he is a great writer. Yeah, and he is. He Personalises
1: everything. He humanises music in a way that few writers possibly can, and you know that's that's a gift, um, and it, it should be cherished. I like, can yeah. read his books.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So go check it out, He more books than I do. <laughs> well, you know, you fuckers should change that and go and buy my books and then you can buy master's books. Well let's put that let's put that straight in. Let's talk Fast. about mass movement for a bit now, then. Oh, right, go on then. So twenty-five years of mass movement. Yeah. yeah. When when well, we've got over this in episode one, if, yeah, yeah. if you wanna if you if you really want to go back, but what started out what what was the uh the what started mass movement? Why? Because I was I was
1: writing for other people. Like language of the mad and I was writing for no barkers was necessary, no stuff for McKee. Yeah. And Charlie's had just split up for the first time. and I finished my journalism qualification. I thought, put it to good use, so let's start something. So me and Pickens got together and we started, and we thought, let's do our own zine. So I figured out the logistics of how to get it done, how to get it done cheaply. And yeah, we just got together and did it.
0: What was the original title? <laughs> oh, I wanted to call it Hail Satan. I was a Hail Satan. <laughs> but, but Pickens
1: thought that was a bad idea. So I was like on the way to, like, I like, why, why do you think it's a bad idea? I think it's really funny for the postman delivering, like, letters to Hail Satan. Yeah, like yeah, them. yeah. Because um, it's about metal, it, but it's still funny. Like, you know. Yeah. Because I, I was just thinking, like, well, let's do this for shifting giggles for, like, a couple of months, and that'll be it. I wasn't really thinking about a lot, about the big bigger picture, I guess, M and pickings were, and thinking, like, down the down the road. Yeah. So I was just the underdog on like, this meeting, and, like, uh, the song mass movement
0: kicked in. I thought, oh, that's, that sounds pretty good. Let's just
1: call it mass movement. Nice. After the Elendor song, and that's where the name comes from.
0: So it was a it was a, 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 a an actual uh, physical entity for a number of years. Yeah, for close to
1: 20. So we started off yeah like cut and paste yeah and then we went to no more like 15 I would imagine yeah, this one yeah 50. So we went from cut and paste yeah like uh, A4 like fully printed format. And then we went to a full-color printed magazine, professionally printed. And print costs went exponentially through the roof. Um, couldn't afford to do that anymore. I'm to charge people what would have been An extortionate cover price of the magazine, which I didn't want to do. Well, so, when,
0: when was that? So late, well, uh,
1: 2014, 15? No, or? no, it was early nights, but maybe 2008. Oh, was it? So we then went online entirely, and I started doing it as a PDF, which was free to
0: download. Oh, Okay. I, I didn't realize that. So we went to PDF the, before a site, then.
1: Yeah. yeah. So right, there okay. there's there a stuff we had the site. Oh, we had the site. Do well, we, like, the mag and the mag would go up oh, okay. as a PDF? Okay. magazine. Right, right, right. It was Got you. And all sorts. So like we were at the cast of all the free magazines and subscription model yeah. magazines at the beginning. Like we were sort of pioneers in that thing. To blow my own trumpet, and I wish <laughs> I, could, I
2: would. Have to find, like, <laughs>
0: How has it changed over the years? I mean, I know one of the things you say is, like, uh, the people, you know, the labels now are unwilling to send out physical, but they don't even, they're not even giving a downloads anymore, is it? It's a stream. stream, yeah.
1: So, um, basically, when we started... Um, What's about boxes of stuff coming towards you? Yeah, yeah, well, we
2: started...
1: <laughs> uh, first couple of months, we started with the Neighbors a Security code would turn up. <laughs> With like boxes and deliver boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cargo records were sent out by a secure and they'd send us like boxes of 60 CDs at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, from all these different labels. So secure would turn up. Postman hated me for months because they had all these packages to stick through the door of CDs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you get like promo items like shelter lunch boxes and things like that. No and way. So many, yeah, yeah. It's like shelter, shelter sandwich boxes and shit like um Yeah, so we have only got a new. For school, look well, and then well, this, this. So this is well, well,
2: before okay. like, actual, like, well, then <laughs>
1: um, postal costs became prohibitive, so labels stopped sending out like physical stuff, so yeah, records, you get CDs, but without like the jewel cases to reduce shipping costs, yeah, yeah, um, and then after they moved to the internet, so it became downloads and streams. And when labels now email us and say, Well, you're going to review this, and I would say no, because it's a stream, and yeah, review streams, and if you're going to give if you want us to write about something, if we're giving you our time, you give us your time go to see, give us a, yeah. this is a stream. You it's definitely a two-way street.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a two-way you know? street, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's a respect thing. Most labels understand that, and they say, well, here's the downloads, that. Yeah. You
0: know? That's, That's one of the reasons we like working with engineer records, they still send out physical. Yeah, and, and some, some labels don't
1: understand it, and they'll say, well, why can't you work with stream? And inevitably, they're like, who are like, run by 1920, ones, which is a good thing, because you need to keep kids in, running yeah. different
0: things but it's the difference
1: between how we used to do things and how
0: things are done today. Yeah, yeah. That was the death of the sampler as well. Remember we the samplers? Oh, God, the samplers, yeah. Yeah, I love the sampler. Well, we did CD samplers and
1: stuff as well. And like, like Samplers, online samplers that you could download with issues. Oh, okay, cool. Um, that's like years and years and years ago. I mean, when we started, I expanded the remake when I was thinking like, well, hardcore's great, but I can't keep my hardcore for the entire time of my life, so we expanded to comics and,
0: comics yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and, like, and wrestling. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, around issue 10, I believe. Yeah, and yeah, and that's where we've been ever since, just writing about all the stuff that we love.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and getting it out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like you say, I mean, there's only so much you can talk about with hardcore and uh yeah. and whatnot, but uh, yeah, expand it over into your, your geeky interests. Um, I mean, there are writers who are infinitely better reviewing records than I am, yeah, right? like, okay. like Wellie, for instance, yeah, like yeah, Ray Alexander, Adrian yeah, Blasper, right?
1: yeah, and when. You think about how many records I've reviewed over the course of my sort of hmm. career. Yeah. Quotation marks. Uh, um, it's probably around four, four and a half thousand.
0: That's crazy,
1: isn't it? Music reviews. Yeah. So you imagine how many well he's done. You imagine how many Rayes done. Yeah. You imagine how many glass has, has done. Yeah. You know, I've, I've reviewed like two and a half thousand, maybe three thousand graphic novels.
0: And that's the um, thing, isn't it? Where where, where is the books, bucks. where is where is the kickback for you, like you know? You know that's never. I've decided my bloody CV. I really
3: yeah. should. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've
0: interviewed like maybe fifteen hundred bands. Yeah.
1: Yeah. People. So you know you, you have this vast history of, of material you've you've acquired, created, put out. Yeah. And, and yeah. So I know it, it's it's just yeah. 20, 25 years fucking hell.
0: So I mean, a lot of those uh interviews you can uh, they've been. Put into two volume, two yeah. book volumes. Well, uh, well,
1: well, I mean, there's, there's, there's
0: loads of them from. Um, digital. Yeah, this um, is the digital years, isn't it? Yeah. So are uh, they're, they're available on Earth Island Books. Is yeah. two volumes you can buy two for forty pound. Absolutely, cover to cover, crammed with cool like, fucking interviews. A thousand pages man. between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's, it's proper. They're, they're
1: proper chunky lads, like. Yeah. All designed to put together. By yours truly. And, um, yeah, like
0: book design down on my CV as well, couldn't I? Like? Could do, yeah. Like, like, we, like we talked about Glasper and his sort of knowledge of, uh, you know, his sort of, uh, how he's ca- catalogued UK hardcore. Yeah, yeah. This sort of does the same on a wider on a wider, th- on a wider uh, level. It's sort of a snapshot yeah. of a time. Yeah, You know, yeah. um, where bands were at, to where they are. I mean, a lot of these bands are still going. Most of them are. There's bands in there who've gone bigger now. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, it's just like I say, it's a snapshot of time, and it's just, it's really sort of, it's really cool to dive into, and, and see that, you know. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's, and there's like there's interviews in there that I absolutely adore doing, like, like Neil Adams, who I finally got to speak to. Yeah. Like Neil has passed away. This, you know, um, just people I, I really wanted to talk to. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Um, and there's there's, there's an interview with Dave Brocky in there as well, with, as olders, which was that's which right. was, Yeah, yeah. Always fun. We've talked about Dave before, yeah. And how Dave went from being, you know, um, some geeky kids wanted to go see Guap play because he, you know, they were like the everything he wanted. Kiss to be, yeah, better, yeah. And then over time, you get to start interviewing like members of Guap, and then over time, Dave becomes someone you always interview, always talk to, and he becomes a friend who you know you have email conversations with, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always a pleasure to ca- catch up with him, and hang out with him, and just you know talk to him. And like the first time Pickens met him with me, yeah, and I, you know, I said you just got to prepare for this because this, this is like nothing, yeah, yeah, experience, you know. And going and, and, and like Dave always asks the same question. Dave always asks, like, "Do you want a joint? Do you want a beer? <laughs> do you want to talk to Dave, or do you want to talk to Roadster?" And I just said, "Let's talk to Roadster." And he goes, switches on, and Pickens is rolling on the floor. <laughs> and goes, well, Dave used to know he had. It. Well Dave knew he was making you laugh, he would up it exponentially yeah, yeah. all the way until like you were damn near pissing your pants off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because he was just like that, and you. St- you know, that, that's one of my favourite interviews. in there.
0: Well. that's one of your favourites, yeah.
1: Yeah, my like, the Wally Dougard when you go to talk about as well. Yeah, That's in there as well. The Rock and interview, and there's people like uh, Eddie Sutton's in there, Roger Mira's in there, Paul Bearer's in there. Nice, yeah. You know, loads of the old New York sort of hardcore luminaries are in there. Yeah,
0: it's quite easy. At some point as well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I maybe mean, see that. Cronos from Venom, really? Yeah, yeah, Cronos,
1: Cronos, <laughs> which is one of the funniest things he's ever um, done, just basically because he talks about himself in the third person. Yeah, yeah.
0: And when he, when he phoned me, I'd like, Tim, it's Cronos. Like, Here we go. Cronos <laughs> is <I'm> speaking <laughs> to you now, Tim. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, yeah, so if you're, um, you know, if, if you're so inclined, go to uh, Earth Island Books and uh. Pick up Mass Moon with from, the digital are years. Are you going from Amazon? Are from Amazon? Yeah. Either way, Tim will appreciate it. Yeah. Mass Moon will appreciate it. Um, to, to celebrate the 25 years, we're going to have some uh, stuff over, over the year. A uh, couple of events, maybe. Um, Things we're, gonna do. we're Yeah. Still in the
1: formative stages of planning. And, and yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll get it
0: figured out. Yeah. But stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. It should be interesting. Because 25 years, Tim. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's a lifetime. Well, it's literally, life. it's literally it's half, it's half it's your life. Yeah,
1: it's literally yeah. half my life I've
0: yeah. been doing this shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when when did it was it ever thought like, oh, I'm gonna do this as a career, or no. was a no. just a labour of love? No. It has to be a labour of love. It yeah. Be labor of love. Could, yeah, I
1: never for a single second envisioned this becoming anything more than it actually is. Okay. Or uh, becoming something that you could do full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I was writing on the side, hustling and doing loads of freelance stuff. Yeah. People as well, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's always a hustle just to
0: keep it going, like always a that. hustle, always a hustle, <laughs> yeah. What's up, everybody?
3: It's John Bush from Armored Saints, and you are listening to the Masked Little Red podcast. So blast
0: it! Cool. Well, let's uh, let's move on then. Let's talk about uh, another book I recently dived into, um, and I loved it. Blue Books, so it's out in Dark, uh, Dark Horse Comics, right? you, you don't have, have to tell me about this because the... you reviewed it, you read, you read it, so by you know. god, yeah, okay, so uh. You just sent me a pile of comics that come through from Dark Horse. Yeah. This was uh, number one. And basically what, what, what Blue Book is going to do is going to take real life UFO cases based around the Project Blue Book yeah. which was also a real thing back in the uh, 60s, early 60s I think it was. Yeah, it was the 60s What it was. Yeah. The US government and the US Air Force's investigation of the UFO phenomenon to try and explain it
1: and give it a categorical sort of meaning. and So sort of say, this is why it isn't finding sources from our space, unfortunately, problem with Blue Book was while they could sort of find rational explanations for like eighty percent of cases, there was still like twenty percent of cases they couldn't be they couldn't be explained. Yeah. So you know, Blue Book kind of shuts off in the front of project Blue Book, um, and it
2: still
0: exists in some way, shape, or form. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But
1: it's it's it was a terrifying anomaly.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, one of the most famous UFO cases was um, the case of Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah. Um, Last time,
1: first
0: instance, of time. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's really crazy. I mean, I've been aware of this as long as I can remember this one because it's it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um. They, so it basically, in a nutshell, it's a couple who were who were just they were holidaying. Um. I can't remember where they were, or maybe New Hampshire. Right. Um. And they were on their way back, and. Uh, they are going along the road and they see this sort of spherical object and they're sort of in line with them, in the sky, but in line with them, which is weird in itself. They're looking at it and just sort of paying no attention. But it seems to be sort of stopping when they do, starting when they do. And then it becomes a thing. So they stop, they have a look and it stops. Uh, They're like a bit freaked out. They carry on going. And before you know it, it's in front of them. A few miles down the road, it's in front of them. They stop, they get out and this is where they both lose time. And they can't explain it, but there was marks on her dress, puncture marks. They yeah. found puncture marks on her. this. is all years later, and she had puncture marks on her body. And under hypnosis, they've come up with this entire horror story. Of they both, and they've both had hypnosis separately, and they've done the lie detector test. They've done the whole the poodle. They've done all of it, and it's all legit. They were basically taken onto the craft. They were told not to worry. We're just gonna take a few samples. And they were put back in the car. They only came around they were driving when they both came both sort of came around, and they were like thirty miles down the road, which is fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's become one of the biggest So is this the story that's covered in the first issue? Yeah. So this is the first issue and like as I said, they're gonna be covering the, the bigger US or sto- UFO stories. But this issue deals with that and it's so good. I mean
1: it's James in the fourth, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this dude's
1: written everything
0: yeah. from Batman. Almost oh, he is—he's a hell of a writer. I know that Oleg's the, old, the old artist, I believe. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's
0: another great artist. Just well, yeah. I mean, the artwork is—is is sort of—it's as dark and as sort of terrifying as the story itself. Right. Uh, and it just lends a whole new sort of uh, contrast to the to the to the story. you know, you've
1: got to look at these things in, in context. Are some of these stories made up? Undoubtedly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Are most of them made up? No. Yeah. You know, so they've experienced something, whether it's extraterrestrial in origin or whether it's more, like, nefarious and government-based, you, you'll never know.
0: Yeah, and the thing about Barney and Betty Hill is they were a mixed-race couple in the yeah. early 60s. They didn't want any trouble. No, they don't want, yeah, they want any Yeah, they wanted to avoid... To yeah, they didn't want any attention. They had no they had no need for them to lie about this. They were just a regular couple, sort of trying to keep themselves to themselves. But they just couldn't explain how what, what had happened to them. So the comic's worth reading? The comic is... Outstanding. Right. It, it lends, uh, like I said, the artwork, it's all about the artwork. There's very little colour in it. It's all black, blues, whites. Um, if you look at the cover, I look at the cover, it's much like that all the way through. Right. And it's absolutely terrifying. Uh, it really is. The fact that it was, this was real just sends shivers down your bone. Um, go check it out. It's the first in the series from Dark Horse Comics. Honestly, go check it out. Cool. It's,
1: it's my Dark Horse should yep. be any comic stores
0: now
1: and they'll be doing the trade it, I'm sure like, so that'll be on yeah. some point later like, in the year on they collect the first yeah. six issues seven
0: issues whatever it is they collect and
2: put up absolutely yeah. yeah yeah. go check it out now Oi oi Droogies my name's Crusher you are listening to the Mass Movement Podcast and I tell you what it's fucking
0: brilliant let's uh, have a look at an old film because we do like doing that why all of a sudden you were like today uh, sorry, not today. Uh, yeah, the other day you were so... I want to talk about Transporter.
1: Because they popped up on Disney Plus. Like Transporter, right. Transporter 2. Okay. Transporter 3 is now on Amazon Prime, right? Right. Uh, I know there's a series based on, on the actual films that came out later. Yeah. But the first Transporter film at the time was a revelation because like Jason Statham had come off doing um Lockstock and Snatch. Snash. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've revolve before this. And all of a sudden, he becomes this action hero. Yeah. And he starts making transport films. So you're thinking, hold the fuck on, Mike. Hold on, you're like that leery guy. You're not like Mr. Kung Fu. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it turns out he is Mr. Kung Fu. He's always been Mr. Kung Fu since he was a kid. Yeah. Because he's always practiced like Wing Chun. That's right. And he was a, a, on the British diving team in the Commonwealth Games also. So he's like a Mr. Ultra Specimen, Mr. F***ing Nails. Um, and then he becomes a proper rugby hero. Okay. You know, uh, Frank, what's his face? Uh, Frank, Frank Martin. Yeah. And the first one is a basic setup. He, you know, He's just a transporter. He's a logistics guy. He, he takes he, criminals paying to take things from place A to place B, and that's it. That's the job. Okay. But he gets sucked into, like, different sort of escapades in, in the initial film, and then Transporter 2, and then Transporter 3, which is where they end the franchise with Statham. Okay. Um, and then all. We'll all <coughs> Turn your brain off, <coughs> tune into the action, <coughs> high kicking, loop, best on style, action is. Okay. And they're just a lot of fun. And I thought, oh, well, so I watched Transport again
0: the other night, and it was just as much fun
1: as I've ever been. I've,
0: I've never seen him. I can't say I've been a, I've ever been a big fan of Jason Statham until the last few years. I liked him in Snatch, and you know, I liked him in those sort of roles. Yeah. Um, and Lockstock and that, but. um, as, a, as a, an action guy, I, I couldn't see it. And I, I just kind of ignored that. He
1: always... He's, he's got this antihero anti-hero charm going on. Like yeah. he's just... He's like, he's not instantly like, well, he's got a weird sort of dark charisma.
0: Yeah, okay. Um,
1: and you know he's just going to fuck everybody who crosses <laughs> his pal, Like, whenever you see him.
0: Well, I thought he must be good. Well, I mean, well, you yeah. know, when he was, he joined the Expendables uh, yeah. franchise, didn't he? Yeah. And I thought, well, that's a weird one because I'd only known him from Lockstar and Snatch. Right. So I but thought all those the transporter, transporter movies. Sort of crank those behind. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So you know, he, he naturally transitions yeah, into that, yeah. that role with yeah. Sylvester Stallone, He's like the younger guy with Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren and Jet Lee and Barney um, uh, and, and Jean Claude Van Damme.
0: Terry Crews? Terry Crews. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he, he's like the younger guy making that sort of uh, appearance there, and yeah, he's just he's just great. The of those are just. It's him finding his feet as sort of an action star. Okay. And sort of becoming the character that he will play later on. Right. In different variations of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, most people will probably know Frank like Hobbs and Shaw from like yeah. Fast and Furious yeah. films. So um And the Meg the character he plays that is Shaw is you know, he's Frank Martin is like the progenitor. Yeah. The progenitor of that, that sort of role. And the Meg we won't talk about at all because <laughs> it is. Um, I, I've read the I read the source book. Okay. No, I yeah. love the source book. Yeah, 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 It's just a trashy airport thriller. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty well written. Yeah. There's a, there's a little bit of sort of um, marine biology in it, did so well, yeah, well, this happen? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's ludicrous in those two. Absolutely, terms, yeah. but you know, no, can't happen because of the thermal climbs of the ocean, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Just, just, a. Just, a. No. just Just be a. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Transporter, you recommend it on Disney oh, Plus? Yeah. It's
1: Transport One and Transport Two are both on Disney Plus, and Transport
0: Three is on Amazon Prime.
1: Okay. So you can watch all these films for free yeah, yeah. the streamers. Yeah, You know, it's not. A problem. And they—they they are literally switch your brain off and just go. Yeah, yeah. Films, you know, absolutely bloody nuts and ludicrous. So there's, but it's Luke back on the numbers. You, know? you just go, oh Jesus, okay here we go. I do but love them. Um, of oh, course, sorry. So there's a scene in the first film where he's doing its getaway drive for these bag and like, competent. he, he screams his BMW to a stop in the middle of this bridge, and there's copper on either side, so he guns his BMW, and, he's <laughs> out, and there's a car transporter coming around. Yeah, cars. yeah. So he's gunning this BMW, you see the rev counter hitting 7,500, and, yeah. and he just lets the brake go, and he drives it forward, so you're supposed to believe that this car clips the kerb, Yeah. They drove like over the rail of the bridge, goes yeah. to the air, lands on this car transport, and you just go. You're supposed to believe that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because that's, that's what would happen.
1: Because that's really what would happen. It's something like the car would just shoot forward through the concrete, mash everybody, and down
0: most first. Because the BMW is yeah. really
1: heavy and crash on top of the transport, knack knock the transport, and then yeah. die in a flaming wreck. Well, <laughs> that's the kind of thing it is. Yeah, yeah. You know. I can get on both of I, yeah, I, yeah, that. It's will be long. Yeah, it's just to bring off entertainment. Yeah. You know, if you have a shitty day at work, which most of us do every single day of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, put Frank Martin on and go, you know what? Yes.
0: Yeah. Just yes. Yes. <laughs> this is what I like to
1: do to my bosses. this bit here, that <laughs> That bit with the hammer and the screwdriver? Yes, I would like to do
0: that. <laughs> I like how Disney Plus just sort of, uh, you know, they're building up their uh, their catalogue.
1: Right, because it's all Fox and Star and yeah. all that
0: kind of stuff. but well, occasionally yeah. they'll they'll put in, like, you know, Gems like this. Like, oh you know? well, they,
1: they put in a stinker the other week. Um, the new Boston Strangler film.
0: Oh right, okay. Right, so I thought Oh,
1: it's the Boston Boston Strangler. Yeah. It's gonna be a really good film. Yeah. And it's, it's an examination of two women who broke the story. Right. Okay. Boston, so yeah. Two female journalists breaking stories so gonna be a revolutionary, groundbreaking sort of examination of the role of feminist journalism in the, in the 60s and how it was, yeah. um, you know, how it was pushed back and, and then sort of trampled on by the Boston Police Department. Yeah. No, it's a bollocks. <laughs> Nothing like that whatsoever. Oh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> tedious. <laughs> um, oh, well, so... That's put It's like, he's, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be They don't give him anywhere near enough meat to get into the role. Right. And, and the, the women are just reduced, like, well, our husband's saying that we can't go out reporting and our bosses don't like us reporting on
0: this. Oh, and you know, okay. It's a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why you passed
1: the Strangler on Disney Plus because they could have done a much better job
0: of it and watch Transport um, instead. And watch Transport instead, absolutely. There we go. Yeah, right. Um, continuing on from last uh, episode, um, we're still binging um, old 80s hardcore. So let's have a bit NDC. Yes, so this it's is, uh, Chicken's
1: Walk. I said, yeah, stop. I said, hold on there, boy.
3: When I walk into the store, they're selling chickens by the store. They eat that bird just ain't for me. And I don't eat roast beef or fish. And walking pig not my guest. Go ahead and let your chicken's free. Chicken all is a squirrel you. Once people lose chickens to you, I don't take orders from girl sounds to you. And I don't want to eat no hands, not even every now and then, I just want to let all the little chickens be. What's with to the swim to the West, swinging the chicken that you love best, coming down to the chicken's ball for me. I wish there'd be lots of Elmer ailments, a hunt, a duck, and jiggy, a a little fricassee And Bugs Bunny's a friend of mine, eating would feel like Frankenstein, eating flesh is pretty foul for me. Cooking chickens, comfy right, morning, noon, or late at night, ain't no chicken ever done no harm to me. On Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve Give those turkeys a free. Ain't no turkey got to die for me Well, swing to the east and swing to the west We a chicken that you know best Come on down to the chicken spot for me Fuck on and lugging, the NBC's okay with me We learned how to let our chickens free We burned the feathers and to stick together We set our chickens free forever. So go ahead and let your chickens be They gotta see you no know, fucking friends in Pennsylvania Those little chickadees We'll swing to the east, we'll swing to the west We'll swing to the chicken at UFS Coming down to the chicken
0: Plain chicken, yeah. That was chicken squawk. (laughs) My MDC. My MDC. (laughs) This is Roger from Agnostic Front. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. Right, Tim, let's talk um, Doctor Who Am I. This dropped on Amazon Prime. Well, not really. It dropped on Amazon Prime if you buy a free
1: subscription to Brickbox for a week, which basically means getting in your credit card, and then they hope you forget after a week, and they start charging you. I like Brickbox.
0: But that's all. It's another streamer I haven't got the time to watch. Okay.
1: Literally. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have the physical time to watch this
0: thing. So basically, what uh, Doctor Who am I? Is we all know about the the nineteen ninety six Doctor Who TV movie. Yeah. And the reception it got at the time. Um, so the writer Matthew Jacob Matthew Jacobs he sort of caught most of the slack for this at the time, but over the years that Doctor has kind of found a place now. Yeah, his Doctor, McGann's yeah, Doctor. Yeah, McGann's Doctor, yeah. Yeah, but he, became, but he had to evolve. Yeah. That's the big finish. But there's a whole sort of new uh, era of people who are sort of looking at it and going, well, that's not so bad. And mm. he's in this documentary focused on him sort of finding himself dragged back into the, the, the Hugh universe, you know? Right, so he's being dragged back into the yeah. universe by fandom. Yeah, so basically... Um, it, know, a new it, it, generation of fandom who not react as badly to us. Yeah, you know, and, he, and, and he's stuff. reluctant, because he, he's he's invited to all these cons and no whatnot, and he's reluctant because he's had previous... You know, he's had backlash yeah, previously. He's, he's,
1: yeah, what well, I can understand is yeah. once bitten twice shy. Yeah. It's like, you know, you fool me once, shame on you, yeah. fool me twice, shame on me, it ain't happening. Yeah.
0: So this is following him as he to, tentatively... You know, steps back into that yeah. world and it's quite sad really because he's pr- he's quite proud of what he'd made there right um what he's not proud of it is the the backing it got at the time and he was let down on a couple of issues um so ultimately he's proud of the work but not the the end product if you like yeah well that's it yeah it, it, it it his vision yeah
1: yeah 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 you know? i not like the bbc but like. The American example yeah. saying, well, we don't want this, we don't want that. Well, why can't we make this character more like this? So it gels with this part of the audience, but understand the mythology of the show. Yeah. They're trying to hammer, you know, 40 years of mythology into 35 years of mythology at this point, or yeah. well, 33 years of mythology or whatever at this point, into what they think it should be rather than yeah. what it
0: actually is. And that's it. And yeah. all, all those restrictions uh, sort of it ended up in the sort of a, a lukewarm sort of movie, really, right? Uh, which was, was badly received at the time. Did Doctor Who more harm than good at the time until the reboot again, you know, in yeah, 2005, it was like, or whatever it was. Like a 10 year cancellation, just, yeah, it goes into
1: hibernation for 10 years because got fucked by TV executives yeah. who thought they knew better than actual fandom, you know, yeah, and writing the
0: stuff. And he took the brunt of that, so he took that on his shoulders, you know, all that. It kind of his career suffered for it. So you can you can totally understand why he's a bit reluctant yeah. to move back yeah. into this, but it's quite hard one because um, as he goes to these cons, he realizes, you know, he sees people dressed as McGann's doctor. Yeah, he sees people dressed as Eric Roberts' um, master. Um, he, he sees a, a new lot of people come up to him going, "I love that movie," you know. It's it's this this and that, and he, he slowly sort of finds finds a place yeah. in the in the Who universe, which is which is lovely. I, I think that's that's really good. After all those years of struggling with it and
1: being on the periphery, and yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: he now has a place. And he, he, there was a, there's in the in the documentary, uh, he kind of not breaks down, but he's he got tears in his eyes when he sees McGann getting like a massive um, ovation ovation at, at a con. Um, so I think it's, it's it affected him quite deeply. And um, seeing him have this turnaround, come full circle, like you yeah. know, it's it's quite an emotional thing, and I loved it. Every moment of it, it was a, it was a really good. Sort of hour and twenty minutes, hour and thirty minutes for that.
2: Have to check this out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. Yeah, it's on um proper
1: life firm and stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because nobody should be sort of castigated and thrown for the their art. Well, no. Yeah, but people
1: are because yeah. you
0: know. Let's face it. Most
1: most people are dicks. Yeah. And everybody thinks that we you've got a right to critique somebody's work, unduly and Julian, unfairly, without realizing yeah. somebody's blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into this. You know.
0: And you've long said about like you know, the the doctor who. uh you know, some of the fans can it's, like run absolute toxic, bile, can't you? Yeah, that came to
1: light with Jodie Yeah, 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 yeah. More so than any other Doctor. Yeah. yeah. On, you know? How come the Doctor people well, well fuck Yeah. If you're a fan of this show, you'll realise that there's already yeah. an extended history of Time Wars being able to switch gender. Yeah. When they when they regenerate, and if you don't know this. Don't be fucking proclaiming to be the biggest fan.
0: Of the world. Yeah, I've been walking every Yeah, yes, yes, but We obviously haven't yet balance. That's the problem. Is gatekeeping in there? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's gatekeeping. yeah. And uh, yeah, and this is what gatekeeping does. Um, it's it's basically kept a good man well, gate, yeah, in the shadows for years.
1: Dangerous. It's not only dangerous to creators. It's dangerous to fans. It's yeah. dangerous to artists. It's dangerous to bands because we we're going to stop you enjoying something that we enjoy because yeah. we don't think you should. No policy. Yeah. If music is there for everybody, literature is there for everybody, yeah. comics there for everybody, film is there for everybody, television is there for everybody. Yeah. Don't stop people getting into something just because they've discovered it later than you. Yeah. And we're not, Absolutely. Nobody is born punk rock. Nobody's born a geek. Nobody's yeah. born, you know, a, a, a bibliophile. It's something we all discover at mm-hmm. some point in our lives and we we're all attracted to it for different reasons. Yeah. Don't shut people out of anything just because you don't want them to come in, or you don't like the fact that they discovered it later than you. Yep. Or Absolutely. you don't like yeah. the way they
0: discovered it. Everybody takes something different from everything, don't they? You know? Yeah. Like, we're both into hardcore, but what hardcore you like may differ from what I like. Of course it does. We all have individual perspectives. Yeah, yeah. We all tell our
1: own stories about how we discover these things. And that's the individualism that all these scenes cherish. Yeah. And we all bring something different to it. Mm -hmm. And the minute somebody tries to deny that individualism or tries to deny your or some kids'. Story the way they found this thing, yeah, that's when it becomes toxic, yeah, that's
0: when it becomes absolutely wild, and that's when I want nothing to do with this. shit I mean, Doctor Who's had it, Star Wars has had it, yeah. I'm starting to see, I mean, this is probably third generation toxic now,
1: right?
0: But Marvel, so people are like, um, do this, this new sort of uh, you know, um, Ant Man and Wasp 3, yeah, uh, it hasn't been received very well. They're all like, oh, Marvel movies are dying now. Fuck off,
1: like. I'm not going to watch it and it's the streamers only because yeah, yeah. I have to prioritize what I'm going to go and see. The yeah, screen. yeah, of course. And to my mind, I'm going to see John McFarlane today. Hmm. I'm going to see D&D next week. Yeah. And the 45th anniversary Superman hits the week after. Yeah, and yeah. Christopher Reeve is going to be back on the big screen. Yeah. That's what I'm spending my money on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. So I have to. But I'm going to watch it
0: because of the streamers.
1: I have no problem with Marvel films because yeah. kids watching Marvel films are more likely to pick up Marvel books and more likely to read comics.
0: But why, why is it like, you know, these. So, like, you know, these kids who, who've grown up with Marvel now are starting the gatekeeper themselves. You know? I have no idea. you talk to the wrong person. You know. It's, just, it's gate, weird, isn't it?
1: Gatekeeping is absolutely alien to my
2: mentality.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you yeah. could have gatekeeped it in the 80s. You could have been gatekeeper in the 80s uh-huh. for Marvel.
2: Uh-huh.
0: But you weren't, you know? know. And then 90s, and then 2000s, yeah. and then so on so and so forth. You could have be been
1: gatekeeper hardcore yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 90s, yeah. in the 2000s, but are not. No everyone's welcome to come to the show as long as you're not a dick yeah. And as long as you're not going to be a and
0: hurt anybody and as long as you're going to say let's all enjoy this together Yeah, that's what it's there for yeah so Doctor Who Am I is, it is a lesson in gatekeeping mm. and how it kept Matthew Jacobs down and how ultimately he's now found himself a place which I'm really glad about we should try and get him on the show
1: if you're if you, if yeah, out be there cool. listening that would be if Matthew, awesome if you're out there listening we would love to talk to you yeah the show. let's do it man yeah, you that'd you be awesome Yeah, really yeah
0: would. absolutely
3: Hi, this is Barney Veer from Napalm Death, and through my many years of association, you're listening to Mass Movement.
0: Right, let's move on in. So um, I'm, I'm quite stunned that you never watched the 70, that 70s show, today. No, shows. No no? No. no, no. no, you're not a fr- Well, Kirkwood Smith, you know as... I know Kirkwood Smith. I mm, can you vibe? Going, <laughs> oh,
1: good, good, good. <laughs> That's how I know Kirkwood Smith.
0: Kirkwood Smith, as Red Foreman, right? Yeah. Is you. <laughs> I knew you were like, going <laughs> like to before.
1: You are a yeah. like,
0: form you just like, yeah. Why? So that's seventy. You don't sure. have to quantify that. Okay, he's just very sort of like, um, He, he has his ways, yeah. and he likes his things, and don't fuck with him. Right. Don't fuck with my shit. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. I want to be what I want to be like. I want to be left on my paper. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, kids running around. Fuck off! I got no time for you.
2: <laughs> but to
1: a certain extent that's, that's me right yeah And that I have my things I enjoy and I, I I like to enjoy them the way I enjoy them yeah and that's I, I will not do that I mean kids running around is fine with me I don't care about that that's, okay. that's fine but um because you know I I, I raised Siobhan and because I was the main provider and I was like main parent to Siobhan yeah and I've actually found some use to that you know I love spending time with my niece and yeah you know, taking a shopping and teaching her to be a menace and how to piss people off. I absolutely don't like that. Okay. That's, that's become like a new thing for
0: me. Yeah, the yeah. I take the shopping,
1: So, you know, we just make fun of people and, and things.
0: Yeah, but like, let's say you had them running around when you're trying to read, you're trying to relax with, you, with like a I nice bottle
1: of A, different a nice
0: bottle of bourbon. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've myself in a different room. A good like, book. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's a sort of a very middle-aged male yeah, you know, yeah. sort of so that's what the 70s show right. was about. Um, it's about him and his his own kids. Yeah. Uh, the, that 80s show, we'll just forget about. It was uh, rubbish. It was bad, Yeah, it, didn't, it had nothing to do with all this. But right. that 90s show has brought back the original cast and their kids, so they're mm-hmm. now grandparents at this point. Right. And he's got a whole new sort of set of teenagers to deal with.
1: Uh, um,
0: couldn't do that. By <laughs> you know, they're all discovering sort of you know, 90s punk and grunge and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, and he's having to deal with it all again. And it, he's, he's just gold, Kirkwood Smith. He's just fucking gold in anything he does. Um, I, I'm really surprised I haven't checked it out.
1: Well, I, I probably will. But it, again, it's like trying to find time to... It's like, you we know, were about the blackness before, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to find something to replace the blackness. And then I stumbled across The Rookie. Okay. With uh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once the first series that, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And it's in the second series. And I guess it relates to Nathan Fillion that mainly because it's the middle-aged man's journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's a middle-aged dude dealing with younger people and sort of transitioning into something different as yeah. he gets older. Well, and he's got oh, okay, fuck this, I can't, you know,
0: I, and that's why <laughs> I, I the show. Well, ultimately, he's a, he's a loving, he's a loving guy, really. Yeah. He's just got his hard exterior, like, you know. Um, so the original, had, uh, Topher Grace was his son, Eric. Right. He uh, Milo Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, um, Tommy Chong, um, okay. Was the the '70s stoner dude? They all got their weed from. He reprises that role in the '90s. He's still a '70s stoner. Right. Um, oh, he's, he's yeah, Chong. yeah. Tommy yeah. Chong has involved since 1967. Yeah, I'm not even sure what he was acting like, You know, <laughs> they just sort of, Tommy you... stand here.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it, they got a whole new bunch of teenagers, which I was a bit sort of, oh, they're going to be annoying as fuck. Right. But no, to be fair, they're good. They got a, uh, a good cast going on, and. Uh, Yes. Isn't, like, one of
1: the kids from that seventy show, like, was he, like, some sort of weird, awful sex pest who's gone to prison?
0: Or yes, he like, was. Um, I forgot his name. Ah, he was... um Danny, Danny. Kircher or something. Yeah. Danny some... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, him. Um, and
1: that puts me off watching because, like, what a pig.
0: Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Masterson. Yeah. That's it. You,
1: you know, if, if, if you...
0: you know, no, I can't even... He's just kind of, know. like, ignored altogether in this. Um... But yeah, obviously it's on Netflix. Um, I think it's t- uh, ten episodes. Okay. Um, they're about twenty-five minutes long, and it's just sort of a bit of I fun. Might, you know? I, I might indulge it. You like the Goldbergs, books, didn't you? I them. love gold. Books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's along yeah. those lines, like you know. Um, so yeah, check it out. Kurtwood Smith. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Right. Klaus Bodger scared the shit out of me. Oh,
1: Klaus was awesome. Can you
0: He's just a maniac. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I told my Robert a copy the other day. My wife, fucking. The violence was just next level for me. That was. I,
1: my mate Mike, uh, when always After he saw Robocop, he used to do that. So you know that like Alex Murphy sort of walk when he walks into his house and he sees. Um, oh, he sees, he sees like, like he sees, and then he starts stomping yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, well, Mike used to do that all the time. Like, okay. Because um, he, he saw the equalizer, so he bought himself a nice long coat and a
2: briefcase. Right? <laughs> you can imagine
1: we fourteen at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the same with Robocop,
0: he did the Robocop
1: stuff, but he was also a bodybuilder. Okay. Like, fucking nails as fucking. And he had this photo. I hope you tell this story. M- Mike was one thing I guys I used to love hanging out with in school, and he was just really funny with good mates. Yeah. And he's not with us anymore. Um, but so, <laughs> when the, he had these photographs taken off him doing his bodybuilder session, right? And he, so he's in his school swim clubs. He yeah. had like. Somebody's parents take a picture of him, which is creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But he rouged his cheeks up. Oh, put it, shit. So I took them, I started putting them all over the boards. I, like, I thought it was terribly funny to find a like this. And I put this last photo up, and I was put on the board, and I turned around, bang! And he's like been hit by a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and he popped a rock by head back as soon as I just, like, dropped down. And he's like, you know why I just got Tony? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. For some time. Yeah.
0: Fair news, mate. <laughs> it's fair enough, Rougie LaRue. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking for more, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, Rougie LaRue.
1: <laughs> but, but we went to another, like Mike, so, so, so just to give you an idea. So we went to his 18th birthday party, and Mike got really, really pissed. And he went to the dance floor, and he goes, Oh, I've broken my leg, right? Yeah. So he said the bar drinking, and he would tell ladies, i broke broken my leg, we'd go past him. Yeah. But, you anyway, know, He's my, but we had to go to hospital. He really had broken his leg. Really? Yeah. And so he was a man in his hospital. So he was in a wheelchair. And he's zooming around the emergency room. Ladies, I broken my leg.
0: Oh, my God. But
1: he was, he's properly heart of gold. When did he pass? Um, I was 26, so that would
0: be 98. 56 years ago? Yeah, 56 years ago. <laughs> I don't know, it's fun. I don't think it's tickling. I've seen that uh, face. Oh, it's oh, another age joke, is it? Right, here we go again. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. Oh, shout out Mike then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not that missed, Mike, the other I Mike. The the shit I'm, I really do. Yeah. Alright, uh, speaking of shit. <laughs> uh, let's over just, the rich. Yeah, over the rich, see if, uh, if you can add some positivity yeah, to have, our life.
1: Let's see what he's going to critically review and examine from, you know, an artistic point of view this week. Absolutely. Yes. My name is Richard. And I watched the new Scream movie. I don't know which one. There's loads. It was one that was set in New York because it follows characters that we were only introduced and supposed to care about from the last one. Anyway, it's set in a world where you can be stabbed in the stomach and just palm her off as if you stumped your toe. I mean, that Wednesday Adams girl, she got stabbed in the back, then the stomach, and then she ended up at the end of the movie with her arm in a sling.
0: It was shit. Oh, that was a letdown. <laughs> oh, Rich, man. Oh. Rich. Jesus. Jesus, Rich. Huh. Well, Right. But... OK, let's have a track to uh, pick ourselves up, shall we? Let's have the offenders. There's a blazing. Be offenders. Of the offenders. The offenders. Down in the dirt by the offenders.
3: Hello, everybody. This is Igor Cavallera from Paprik Cavalera Conspiracy, and you guys are listening to Mass Movement Podcast.
0: Uh, it's time to uh, deep dive a band. Is it
1: Let's talk
0: about something else instead. No, it's not. Is it? No, I've jumped about four uh-huh. categories ahead. Do you, do you still behind on all the time? Bro? Honestly, it's this coffee I can't handle more. I'm I'm shit with coffee. And my coffee tolerance is lowering by the day. Oh, mate,
1: yeah, we sat here, right? You're yeah. of your coffee tolerance world, uh,
0: <laughs> and you sat here wearing crocs with
1: socks. I know, I know. Crocs, crocs and Funny socks. Crocs and socks. <laughs> socks. That's like the middle aged man giving up stories. <laughs> like, you know, i just given up, why don't you just shoot me now? I just want to sit in the shed and it's just, true. just just like,
2: Look, and go, come Gold come yes,
1: don't cry while well, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm trying to plant flowers and don't mean <laughs> <be> grow. <laughs> I oh. hate
0: crocs. I hate crocs with a passion. I really do. I, 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 I did, did until I put my
1: feet in there. I was like, pickleball, oh, right? Yeah. It's like you know half-ass tennis for middle-aged people." Yeah. <laughs> I swear to god like sprinkle ball devotees and keep keeping keep crocs in fucking business.
3: Crocs are awful.
1: No man should show their hairy
3: feet through fucking crocs or sandals
1: or flip pops or anything.
3: No man should ever expose their feet through <laughs> any sort of <laughs> shoes like
2: that.
1: And wearing wearing socks with fucking crocs or sandals. You might have to hurt you. You might
0: you might have crocs phoning after this now. Oh I'm gonna I'm well, Can gonna, we uh, sponsor you? <laughs> <man. laughs> Okay, i tell you what, instead of having a deep dive right now, let's talk about Forged in Fire. Forged in Fire. <laughs> okay.
1: So, I stumbled across this show on the very first episode, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not trying to say this, just so I, I I've been refounded. Gatekeeping. Oh, gatekeeping, <laughs> I'm not going to it <laughs> But there was an advert for it, I think, it's, it's Discovery or
0: History? History Channel, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's basically amateur bladesmiths hmm. competing against each other to make knives and swords on television, right? That's to like. Okay, and... They're judged by David Baker, um oh, somebody else who some uh, nice, Nielsen? Yeah, Jay Nielsen. Yeah. also uh, was a in and um
0: Jason Knight, Grady Powell Doug Marcada.
1: Ah, uh, right yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. A special it
2: was like a martial
1: artist and spe- where uh, Edge weapon specialists. Okay. U.S. Special forces have to fight with this stuff. Really? Whoa. Yeah. So, so. basically, these smiths come in, they make knives in the first round. Yeah. And then they eliminate one gets eliminated, and the next week on the next round to finish their knife. Yeah, yeah. And then the next two are then asked to make a sword of history, a blade from history. Wow. Okay. Which is then tested. Uh, Doug Marquarder. right? Yeah. Everybody wants Doug to do the Doug thing, and the Doug thing is like, oh your knife, it will cut. Right? Yeah. You just have all these weird cuts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then it comes to when they make the blades, it comes to the kill test. And he uses a ballistic dummy, takes these swords, yeah, and packs the shit out of these ballistic Really? Yeah, yeah, Like <laughs> decapitates them all sorts of blood and guts pouring out all this kind of stuff. Nice. At every place with all they all they want to do, all they want to hear, they come away away, they just want to say it and say, your blade, it will kill. <laughs> and it's fantastic. And it's like, like what like the reason you watch car shows and people make ends, it's just about people some, making something from nothing. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Raw material, fashion fashioned knife. Yeah. Raw material, fashion fashioned sword, and you make it into something. Yeah. Usable.
0: That looks incredible. It looks, yeah, 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 absolutely usable. Yeah. And it's
1: just an hour of great, switch your brain off TV. Yeah. It's absolutely wonderful.
0: The History Channel always um, drops up like oh, a, man, I, stuff like that. Good stuff like that.
1: History Discovery, my two favorite channels. Yeah, yeah. It's like I love watching speed outlaws. What are they? Like, why do you love to to these dorms? because it's straight-line power, and these things got a lot of horsepower in them, and it's just straight-line power and torque, that's what I like in cars. I like muscle, yeah, massive engines that people work on and transform it into making huge amounts of horsepower. That's what Fortune fires. is, yeah. essentially. It's like dudes, average dudes, and women just making knives and hammering away at shit to make something out of
0: nothing. You so it's like the Great British Bake Off, then? Like the Great British Bake Off, really. Yeah, but
1: with... Less cake, more weapons. Less cake,
0: more Um What do I, I watch? Uh, mountain Men. I like watching Mountain Men on... Um... See, I
1: can't... Every time yeah. I see the type of it, I might watch it, but all I can hear in my head is the Zeke song, Mountain Man. Oh, Lord, I'm a Mountain Man. Oh, I thought you were
0: going to say Deliverance. No, The Zeke song, Mountain Man. In my
1: yeah. Head. Um, I I, I think, well can I watch it before five fires got an episode? Yeah, it, yeah. Or, you know, there's an episode of Street Street Outlaws or there's you know an episode of Iron Resurrection that I want to watch. It's
0: just um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's just like on metal to
1: make things. And I like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, moldyman is pretty cool. It's just you know, those. It's a world away from how we live. Yeah, they're just very you know they're, they're old fashioned. They're still stuck like in a, you know you know a hundred years ago. The way they they and live I, their lives. I like
1: that simplistic idea. Yeah. I always say, do well, my retirement plan is, is a cabin far from. Yeah, you love this. Yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. a couple of dogs and, an box, yeah. and a library box books. Yeah. Coffee and a bird. Yeah. Right? I don't like people as a whole because yeah. I think they, when people gathering in big large groups, they're always exponentially mean to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to like people. Yeah. Too. You know, I start out liking people. Yeah. But then what ruined people for me was people people themselves yeah yeah yeah, yeah. by being like keyboard warriors by being pricks because they won't hmm. really jump on each other and it's all about arrogance and yeah like ego and selfishness getting away we should just be there helping each other I'm just on good things yeah, we should get together. yeah. But then people can't do that so life always straight like I don't want to spend my last years doing that I'll just take myself off somewhere and just fucking
0: there's something to be said for living off grid and all yeah. that and uh, I mean you know they go hunting uh, hunting is their lifestyle obviously it's it's down to the fact that it's their lifestyle but it's their, it's their living as well so they'll catch an animal and they'll use every bit of that animal oh, yeah, yeah. that they'll sell the skin um, they'll sell the hide to local traders to make into something that's you know that's well, their, I that's couldn't, their... I couldn't do the
1: hunting checks. I couldn't kill
0: anything. yeah yeah right. but it's just it's just fascinating and like you know they the meat, they're like, oh, yeah, we can—we got enough meat now to get us through the winter. Well, and ironically, it's...
1: I'd be the mountain man who'd like, to, who'd like vegetarian food from, from the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, and like, yeah. Had vegetarian pizza or had yeah. like the vegan equivalent because if yeah. I can avoid eating meat, I will avoid eating meat. Yes, you yeah. Know, Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only because it's a conscious decision just
0: because, you know,
1: how can I sit there with my dog looking at us? It like, yeah. I <laughs> think, you know, you're all... Oh, nom, 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 nom
0: <laughs> But like Forge Fire, it's like... Yeah it's that old oldie worldie right, sort of living in like it like
1: watching FortuFact saying oh i would like one of those plays to stab people I yeah. like the art I like the yeah, construction I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. taking something from A to B to yeah. C and seeing the finished product I like you know people working doing something watching people create something from nothing
0: yeah yeah you have know? you ever tried make, what's it called smithing what's it called smithing. blazing blazing I, no, I could be hammering away <laughs> so,
3: and besides people be talking to
1: me i be hammering away I'm Supposed to be oh,
0: fucking hitting
1: them with the hammer instead <laughs> Yeah. Waste my time, yeah. You know, <laughs> why are you talking to me? i, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was talking to somebody. on we the you on holidays? I, I would love to go to Japan just because Mount Fuji and watch like a proper bladesmith. Okay. On Mount Fuji, create a samurai sword. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Fold the blade like 400 times. Yeah, yeah. Steal the blade 400 yeah. times and make them fully folded Damascus blade. And that they just you know could cut the hair. Yeah. Cut the paper with. Just, yeah, yeah. That's what I would like to do. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's a middle aged thing or it's just like
0: getting old. I think like anything else, it's appreciation for art, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, appreciate creativity. If you're looking at a painting or a piece of music or a knife, Yeah. (laughs) know, it's all
1: art, you know. I I don't don't get like impressionist art and all that. Yeah. I like classical and Renaissance art, so I like all the religious themed art. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it's and not, very not a complicated
0: creature, <laughs> yeah. It's nine seasons deep, Frozen Fire. Yeah, obviously you've got to watch it, man. Yeah. it's just bonkers, dude. it's
1: so good. It's all there on the download on, on, on Sky. Yeah, it's just
0: seriously. You will, I will. After that, I'll, I'll look, look into it. that. I'll tune into the like,
1: history channel. I just not it. <laughs> blades out. You start to understand like
0: things like forge welding,
1: thermocycling, yeah, 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 blade cracking, blade faults. Is what's going to happen this way? Why will it war? What happens when you combine mild steel and carbon steel all this fascinating stuff why iron can't be used to make blades it's, it's, just, it's all in there you learn about all this stuff while you're watching
0: this yeah, yeah yeah go check it out guys history channel in fire you're um. gonna love it
3: hi this is alex webster from cannibal corpse and you're listening to mass movements presents
0: as previously announced we're gonna. We are actually gonna deep dive something now, right. and as previously previously announced, it's Danzig. Now I'm pretty sure we've already done Danzig, but I couldn't find any reference to it, so we're gonna do right. it again. Okay. Yeah.
1: So um. And I can't tell my Danzig story on this. I'm not
0: going. <laughs> yeah, because you were offered to interview him, were not you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Offered him for interview rather. Yeah, but well,
1: there's a big list, a big checklist to go off before you can speak to Glenn. Yeah. Um, and ironically, the Misfits have just announced a new set the shows for yeah. July or wherever it is or whatever they're playing and I really couldn't care less.
0: Wouldn't you go see it if you're like no. if you are local? No. The the venues are too big for me. Um and so
1: I mean when you look at the Misfits they're being supported by Megadeth.
0: That's crazy, isn't it? That's
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I have I have no interest in seeing that lineup of the Misfits play yeah. those songs purely I mean I grant don't blast me if they get the money for it, great blast hmm. guy blasting, get the money,
0: go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just something that I want to see. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I think I would mainly go. because I, I, you know,
1: Jerry only's a nice enough guy and Doyle's a nice enough guy. I, yeah. I've met them both, interviewed them both. And that's what I've got. Glenn always seeks to be kind of awkward and obtuse to me and just yeah. needs to be obtuse just to be obtuse.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very much so. I mean... I mean, the stories are legendary about Danzig, and yeah. well, about Glenn Danzig. Um, yeah. I, mean, um, I can't
1: tell my, my favourite one. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not going to, <laughs> to no. <laughs> so let's stick to the music then. Um, right. So he leaves the Misfits, he yeah. forms uh, Samhain. So, um, uh, where do you stand with Samhain? I kind of like Samhain. Yeah, I really like yeah, Samhain, um, yeah. Really sort of gothy band. I mean, that,
1: there's a lot of, I knew a lot of goths when I was growing up in the 80s anyway. Yeah. Um, and I introduced oddly enough, them to Samhain, because they were all stuck on things like Sisters of Mercy and the Mission was shit. <laughs> they were stuck
0: yeah. on. Wait, we, Tim, we're stuck. No. We, we, can't, we, can't can't old, <laughs> we can't get back. We can't get past these awful <laughs> droney golf bands. <laughs> <laughs> what are we do? We listen to The Cure all day, and it's shit. Yeah. Check, <laughs> Check out Sam here's, Yeah, here's Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, um, obviously, the first album, Danzig. Yeah. Fucking classic. wall to wall. That, yeah. So, that first dancing album, mm-hmm. I love. Yeah. After that, eh, weak. I'd call the first four, I would. Weak. Um, Lucif- Lucifuge, is that what you say? Uh, dancing 2, basically. Uh, I love that as much as I love the first one. How the Gods Kill. There's about four good tracks on that. I going to say, Joe,
1: it's that first dancing album. Mother.
0: Yeah. All <laughs> you, you, you see, your all you hear and you feel is oh. here, is Oh. <laughs> And that lineup, that band, that band is the... Yeah, well, Chuck Biscuits is... Fucking Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Biscuits is
1: a phenomenal drummer, Yeah, right? And ironically, he's disappeared. He just doesn't want to play the drums anymore. No, yeah. yeah. Like, fuck, I'm, fuck
0: all you guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because he played on the of the Snorch album as well.
0: Yeah. Why, like, why he... He got such a distinctive drum style. DOA. The dude who yeah. the backbone yeah. of
1: the DOA recorders. You know, nobody hit like Chuck Biscuits did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he hit hard, and he yeah, he, he was like um, he was somewhere in between like John Bonham, and Bill Ward. He yeah. had that groove, but he hit hard as well. He was and uh, fast and f- and fast with it as well. Yeah. yeah, I see. I
1: think Dave Grohl took more from Chuck Biscuits than Dave Grohl will
0: ever. Probably, yeah, yeah, Dave yeah I'd, I'd the say. Same sort of drummer. Yeah, he's a
1: really hard hitter. Yeah, because he hits with the shoulder. not because like, drummers hit from the elbow. Yeah, or the shoulder. Yeah, and Dave Grohl always.
0: Yeah fucking okay, back I'm um, swinging it. yeah yeah Joe oh Joe yeah character. yeah he is yeah he is I like, I like all the albums that lineup did because they did the four albums and they up mm-hmm. the Danzig four then it goes Black Acid Evil 666 Satan's Child 777 Eyes Lucifery, Lucifery, what was called Circle of Snakes Death Red Sabbath Skeletons
1: like the first Danzig
0: yeah album, it. I like there's some to take from all of them there's one or two on all the ones after the first four skeletons i liked that's when um it's the cover one. one yeah he did some pretty cool covers i liked um danzig sings elvis have you heard that no, I've
1: no <laughs> i I just think that glenn believes in the hype of glenn and the church of danzig too much i think he does now yeah 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 tied and stuff that too much yeah and sort of disappeared i think there's a lot of bitterness about the misfits and there's a lot of sam hayne and why they didn't succeed the same way that you wish danzig yeah yeah. Dancing ultimately did. Um, so, yeah, I I think that ben got was tired of putting loads and loads of effort into everything he did originally. Like, Miss Fitz, because he did all the artwork, yeah. all the lyrics, all the music. Yeah. And he did say for Sammy, and I think that sort of great him and really pissed him off. So, when it came to dancing, hmm. you know, it just the dancing now. It's my baby, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, yeah. You, know? yeah.
0: And, you know,
1: it's my way all the fuck. You're
0: highway. just all whole, whole high and Yeah, yeah, way All the highway
1: fuck the lot of you. yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see how we kind of get that way, but at the same time, you know, inside, I'd like to talk to Glenn from like... Yeah. 78, 79, 80, 81. That's yeah. the dancing I'd like to talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. The dancing with people like Henry Ronson, he was, he was a fucking incredible book.
0: Yeah, to be yeah, really. yeah. That's the Glenn dancing I want to talk to. Wonder when, wonder when, when he switched from like, you know, that Danzig to the Danzig we don't know now. you know?
1: Probably because he got pissed off. Yeah. Just, just pissed off with like, you know, People being like, oh, Glenn, why
0: don't you put the Misfits back together? Glenn, why don't you put something yeah. back together? Like, Fuck you, this is dancing. Oh, Glenn. Why Do you me? think he like, got a bit of when Metallica started taking notice and, like, you know, you're on Metallica tours and then uh, they went to, like, Def uh, with Ruben's label? Uh, Def Jam. Def Jam, yeah, yeah. And, like, and see,
1: I, I I, don't know. I mean, I think...
0: I think there was a series of, like, MTV videos and they were on MTV all the time. Do you think like he got a bit of a head of himself then? Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. That's what I, I think. I started believing
1: the Church of Danzig. Yeah. You know, and it's not for me. I think he, you know, underneath it all, he's a pretty brilliant bloke. Yeah. Um. He just needs to be Glenn. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. Um. I think yeah. so too. I mean, it's, I think he's chilled a bit in recent years. I, I don't think the Misfits ever would have happened. I do not think. I, don't, I,
1: I would I would. I like to see new music from the Misfits. Kill. Yeah. See, this this line of the Misfits. Yeah. Another, uh,
0: could you imagine like a Misfits record with Dave Von Baren drumming, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Especially if it sounded like Walk Among I forgot. I forgot he's on the, He's in the Misfits now, isn't yeah, he? He's especially if it
1: sounded Walk Among Us. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 I got get on that Would be the fund, Yeah, yeah. Quite easily. Absolutely. So there's not a label in the world who wouldn't
1: want
0: to put that label, put that no. record out. No, I agree. Yeah. So with Danzig, we uh, we land on Danzig one. Yeah. Uh Job done. And
1: everything he did with Misfits,
0: I think he was Sammy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'll go Danzig 4 and backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think i yeah. Danzig recorded up to Danzig. Yeah. Like, up to and including Danzig. Yeah.
1: Phenomenal.
0: I think absolutely. we done Misfits, Phenomenal. but where do you stand with Misfits? Walk Among Us? Walk Among Us, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm with to so I like the. And it's just a damn show that Michael Graves is an
1: Nazi. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, you see this week he... uh. Um, he anybody, stood up in front of the Congress just, and
1: anybody who stands up for the Proud Boys, yeah.
0: Just, yeah. What's that about? What a letdown! Because he was—I liked his stuff with the misfits. I liked him he's with the misfits. A great yeah. yeah. It's just unfortunately, you know, a fucking Proud yeah. Boy. Fuck off. He's, he's a he's <laughs> a running dickhead. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, that's Danzig, and uh, it's all about the first album. So yeah. um, go check Danzig out. I'm sure you already have. Tell
2: so <laughs> you
0: Nice. Nice. Right. Let's have some shout-outs, Tim. Right, shout-outs. So, uh, shout-outs to James Tiney, the fourth
1: of Macleod for Blue Book, which is an incredible comic. Shout-out to Glassman, because he's got his new Subhumans book
0: coming out, and to Gamage for
1: putting it out and sponsoring the show as Engineer
0: Records. Absolutely. Uh... I'm gonna shout out to you Tim for Mass Movement. Twenty five years of hard work I mate. <laughs> yeah. Well uh, done. Yeah.
2: <laughs> ah, I'm feeling old it?
0: I'm
1: with it. Go oh, buy the books. Help right. Tim out.
0: Yeah, buy my books. Tim got a. Uh, buy my books so <laughs> I can Tim got health issues, he needs new knees. Uh yeah, and that's about it. That's about yeah, it. Yeah so until next time Bye bye bye.